This is Making Dough Show. My name is Hingham. And I'm Matt. We are obsessed with helping you own a profitable restaurant that doesn't own you. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you don't miss a show. Every two to three days, we would need to make one batch of dough. You do the math. To average four, five, six batches of dough every single day. Or the number of reviews that you know we used to get right now when you have three times the customers, you're going to have three times the compliments, three times the complaints, right? Three times wear and tear on our equipment, on our bathrooms, you know, because you have the flow of customers going in and that. And of course, three times the profit, which is not too bad. Today, I want to share with you our top three secrets to how we've been able to over triple our sales in the last five years. Now, before I do that, I need to back up just a little bit and tell you that my husband and I, before um, getting into our, this restaurant business, we had zero experience. We absolutely had no clue what on earth we were doing. Um, we, My husband and I, we met in college. We both were engineering students. He's a civil engineer. I'm an electrical engineer. And we just loved hosting parties. We loved having people around. I am Iranian, so we just love having people over all the time. And, you know, we realized that we really are not able to spend as much time as we would like with our kids, you know, once we got married and had children. And we realized we're at work all day. By the time we get home, we're pretty exhausted. And we felt like this is not really for us. We, we wanted something different. We wanted to have freedom of time in particular for our family. So we uh, quit our jobs and we moved from New Mexico in the middle of New Mexico. We lived in Socorro, New Mexico to San Antonio, Texas. And we sold our house in New Mexico and we, we bought a failing pizzeria in San Antonio. We, without, again, we really, I mean, I didn't know how to cut a pizza. Like you cut it and it actually doesn't cut because you don't know how much pressure to, to apply. Ridiculous. And this restaurant that we bought was hundreds of thousands of dollars below break even. We did not know how to read a PL, right? Didn't matter if you have an engineering degree, you really don't know nothing about nothing. It's embarrassing to tell, but that's what it was. And so in the beginning, again, my parents lived with us and they um, worked alongside of us at the restaurant and we worked about 100 plus hours a week. And that first year, I think we profited maybe around $25,000 for the whole year, for the whole family. We were not able to pay my, my folks. Uh, Matthew and I, we both worked, again, seven days a week, all day. I mean, you know what I mean? Like from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. You do the math. I mean, and many of you have tasted that. You know how it is. And at that time, we had our two sons, uh, Luke and Mark, and they were our oldest was two years and a half, and our youngest was seven months old at the time when we bought the restaurant. Again, absolutely not not have any clue what on earth we were doing. So we always had a family member at home with the children at all times, and that's how we were able to do this. Now, we got incredibly aggressive about our sales after that first year. We're like, we, we, we can't lose everything, right? We had everything to lose because, again, as I mentioned, we sold our house in New Mexico, and we got a rental house in Texas, and we bought this restaurant, right? We, we couldn't afford to lose this restaurant. We, we worked so hard for all that we had. And many of you may have experienced it. So we got incredibly aggressive about our sales. And some things worked, some things didn't, all kinds of crazy stuff. And we were able to over triple our sales um, in those five years. And we were able to open our second location last year. And we also had our third baby. She's two years old now. So it's been an intense five years going into six years, if I may 
say so. And we are engaged owners, uh, as in we do check our sales. I'm not going to say that, you know, we are on the beach all the time because we're not, right? We check our sales. We are informed. We're engaged. We get on the phone. We talk to our managers often. And different aspects uh, we do still handle. However, we do not work operations. I don't work making pizzas anymore. I don't work, you know, cleaning up, closing, any of that. You know, we got obsessed also, again, creating a lot of systems and automations. And our focus now is our leadership development. And that is meeting with our managers, figuring out how can we support them? What are trainings do we need to provide for our team? What's the direction of the company? Kind of casting the vision. And now we kind of work collectively, my husband, around 10 hours a week, collectively. And most of that is meeting with our managers, um, multiple meetings, sometimes it's in groups, sometimes individually, and we're able to collect six figures uh, in profits. Now, we're not millionaires making profits, millions. No, we are not. But we, again, we work about 10 hours a week. And that is something that we desired going into this business. As I mentioned, my youngest is two years old. So we like homeschooling our kids. We like to be spending more time. This is the season we are in. Different people are in different seasons, so it is important for you to contextualize where you are in your life with your family, what kind of desires you have. Do you want to have 10 locations? Do you want to have, do you want to spend more time with your family? You know, what is it that you want? We wanted to have what we have and we worked toward it aggressively, right? And I wanted to share that with you because I respect and I honor and I admire your desire why you entered this business, which I would love to hear, right? Why did you get into this business in the restaurant business? What was your vision? Did you want to become the next McDonald's, have um, a location on every corner in the US? Or did you go into it for profits? Did you go into it for what it is that you got into it? We got into it for freedom, right? That is what we wanted to do in this particular season we are in, in our business. We wanted to be in control of our time. There is a very, very famous book by a gentleman named Tim Ferriss. His name is Four Hour Work Week. And we read that before we got into the restaurant business. And he defines a new rich. Old rich is somebody who has money, obviously. New rich is a person who has freedom of time and location. And that we focused on for three years. And that's how we were able to create. We have a lot of our training systems are on video, our onboarding videos, and all we spent nonstop three years um, investing tremendous amount of time being strategic in putting these things in place so we can have that freedom of time and location. Location as in we've been able to travel a lot. We travel a lot. Um, Las Vegas, Miami, New Orleans, um, New York. We've been to Dallas, Orlando, uh, Destin, Florida, beautiful beaches. We go to different conferences and we take our children with us. That has been our desire and we were able to get it. I, my hope for you is to, for you to get clarity as to your vision and why are you in this business and how can I help you get and accomplish that vision, whether that is you want to have 10 locations or 50 or you want to have more freedom and not be owned and ran by your restaurant. Uh, by your operations, have less stress and be able to spend more time with your family. So that is uh, my desire for you. Um, yeah. And I appreciate you tagging along as we walk this journey, fun journey in this business together. The reason I'm sharing our story with you today is because I am also going to be sharing with you our top three, not so secret 
as to why we've been able to accomplish what we've been able to accomplish. And particularly, I want to talk about sales. Obviously, that is the focus of the show. But if you want to know more about, you know, some of our systems or how we've been able to accomplish that in terms of our operations or management, I would love to share that with you also in a future episode. So let me know. You can send me an email to team at making show.com and I'd be happy to share that with you. Now, let's get into it. First is, as I mentioned we got obsessed over growing our sales. After making $25,000 profit as a family total that first year, we're like, wait a minute, what? What, $25,000 for this many hours of work? Obviously, that is way below minimum wage, as you know, if, you know, and, and this is this is the reality of being a restaurant owner. A lot of times you make way below minimum wage, but obviously the government could not care less about you. You, friend, IRS only cares about... Anyway, I don't want to go there, but you get my point. So we realize we need to get obsessed with our sales. So the question I have for you today is, are you obsessed with growing your sales? Everything you can, and obviously growing your sales involves cutting costs and increasing your profits, because what's the point of you know, making so much if you're not keeping much, right? The, the point is, you know, it's important, but... Beyond that, you need to make sure your managers are aware of the fact that everything rises and falls with sales. For them to know, hey, you want to raise? Uh, how's our sales? You know, you want us to buy other equipment and stuff? Sales. If you know what I mean, get them excited about growing your sales, right? That's why I talk about on this show. Last year, we talked about our 2020 marketing planner. Go check it out. It's this last episode from this one. Uh, planning our 2020. When it comes to our marketing, because your team needs to know, everybody needs to know sales, sales, they need to get excited, you need to um, turn them into fun games, you know, mobilize the whole team. What's the vision for your sales and sales growth? What? How are the team going to benefit? How is your team going to benefit if your sales goes higher, right? Everybody needs to win. You need to have that mindset. So you need to turn into some games, upselling games. They need to know your, what your sales goal is, maybe your management team only, but it is important for you to set the vision and cast the vision and that obsession that you have for them to realize, listen, this is just a bad hobby, a very stressful hobby. If our sales is not where it needs to be, every single month, standard is 10% sales growth, right? It comes from you setting the tone, meeting weekly. If it matters to you, it needs to be reflected on your calendar and the time that you allocate for them to see you creating content, for them to see you send an email. You are putting the time creating those promotions. Your managers need to be well aware of it, looking at numbers every week with you, right? Get obsessed with your sales. Another reason uh, I would say with our success in terms of sales has been the fact that from day one, we have gathered intel about our customers obsessively. So that means different things. Uh, I always actually, this is a story I tell our people, is that they always want to think of themselves more as a CIA agent versus an FBI agent. The manner in which we gather intel, we ask a lot of questions from our customers uh, in a manner that again, a CIA agent would do, as in, you know, I want to understand what matters to our customers. I want to know what they care about. And we just focus on what the, our customers care about. The rest is irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? That's why it is important to gather intel, be in communication with your customers. 
and um, have close contact, getting into the dining room, make friends with your customers. And this is a weapon if you have, if you are a local restaurant that maybe your local Papa John's or your McDonald's is not able to do, right? Building those connections with your customers. But we build a lot of connections locally with our customers on the ground, as well as, you know, with our community. Another thing when it comes to gathering intel obsessively, which is what we've done in this category, is that we have from day one captured our customers, thanks to our POS system, captured our customers' phone numbers and email addresses. And this has given me tremendous amount of opportunity to market to our customer database for all these years, right? We probably have, I don't know, like 25,000 uh, email addresses and phone numbers and addresses. Now, I've never done mailers partly because I found them to be a little bit expensive, so I've not done that. But between emails and phone numbers, um, part of that is, again, for the first two years, actually, we sent a text message to every single customer that ordered from us and we thank them for their service, uh, service, I'm sorry, for their business and if there was any issues with their order. And I promise you there was a lot of order uh, issues we had with uh, pizza was cold. There would be like, oh, um, toppings were missing, all kinds of stuff. But this gave us two things. One, um, a way of me picking up the phone and talking to our customers directly, apologizing uh, and also, again, making it right, make sure we don't lose that customers that, you know what I mean? When you consider the lifetime value of a customer, you realize that. So that gave us the ability to just pick up the phone and call that customer that had an issue as well as equally getting obsessed with figuring out what are the problems? What are the trends we're seeing? Oh, pizza's getting their cold. Wait a minute. We don't actually have a warmer. Where are we stacking up our pizzas? Oh, that's where the old pizzeria used to do because they did not have much sales. So they would just stack them on top of the oven. You know what I mean? So we were able to equally improve our operations creatively, not just go spend money. We were able to creatively um, solve many of our problems Um, in that way. So again, gathering intel obsessively, not only just, again, this means a lot of things. Gathering intel means getting to know your customers obsessively, understanding their needs and their opinions. A lot of times people come and tell me, hey, you know, we were thinking about doing this in our restaurant. Do you think that's a good idea? Now I can tell you if it's a good idea or it's not a good idea, but I'm not your customers. You know, you can go into your dining room and ask your customers. And if you've been able to build some relationships with your regulars, you can go in there You know, we have one gentleman who comes in, I don't know, three times a week for our lunch buffet. Um, His name is Jeff. I can be like, hey, Jeff, what are your thoughts if we did this, right? Because um, we have been able to, again, have this report and this relationship with some of our regulars. So you, you can start today doing that, right? Get to know them. Any ideas you have, you can pass by your current customers and get their ideas to if it's going to work or if it's not going to work instead of throwing spaghetti at the wall as we talked about that gets just very messy nobody wants that so and again gathering people's contact information and from there a lot of things you can do with that you can see who are the people again your pos system would have that power for you hopefully if you don't have a good pos system i'd be happy to share with you the ones that we use that we've used for four years plus and we're very happy with send me an email i'd be happy to share that with you but Another uh, top secret of ours has been that we have focused on making sure money generating activities are planned out ahead of time. And not only that, they're systematized and they are automated. 
It is important for you to actually, somebody asked me that. So what are money generating activities? It is important for you to know as much as you work really hard in your restaurant, it doesn't matter what kind of work it is, right? Maybe organizing the hallway, placing the food order, um, maybe doing some deep cleaning and things like that. They may not be money generating activities. You need to know as a restaurant owner, as a restaurant manager, what are money generating activities? What are going to make you money? For example, when we do food drops, which is going to local businesses and dropping off food, as I mentioned multiple times, all the time in this show, that we, we, one of the things that you need to be doing is building relationships with businesses in three to five mile radius of your business for when you're going to get so many catering deals, but that's besides the conversation. That is a money generating activity. So instead of just getting around to doing it whenever we get around to doing it, which is never, it needs to be turned into a system and it needs to be planned out. Somebody needs to be in charge of it. And that's why my husband and I used to do it and we realized, you know what, let's get a team member just on this. So we have a team member who spends 70% of their time just on this. And it's a system, we document it, and we set it and we forget it. As in, my husband and I don't need to worry about it, right? This task happens without our involvement, which is food drops. Maybe you host a lot of fundraisers. Is that systematized? Are you maximizing this initiative, right? It needs to be systematized. It needs to be delegated properly and tracked and all of that. Maybe a lot of things you do, like your promotions. That's another thing. You need to be planning your promotions out ahead of time. You should right now, as I'm recording this, it's, you know, in like early January 2020, you need to have your Super Bowl plan uh, mapped out, right? You need to figure out what's going to be your deal. How are you going to promote it? How are you going to, what's going to be the graphics for it? You need to be three months out. In fact, I watched an interview uh, with Jeff Bezos from Amazon. He is like looking at his business, um, his Amazon operations. He's like three years out. He's planning three years from now. Where is the company going to be? That is the level of a vision he has for his company. You and I need to have at least maybe a month out minimum, if not maybe three months out, a quarter. That's why, you know, again, check out that last episode we did. And I'm going to make sure to show it, uh, put it down below as well. Our 2020 uh, restaurant marketing planner, because you need to be planning your stuff out way ahead of time. So that's going to be your social media postings. How can you systematize and automate and schedule the whole thing out? So you're not like, Oh wait, we've not posted something in the last seven days. Let's take a picture of this and like put a caption together, just post it. Right. Or maybe you're using text message marketing and you're like, uh, we have a slow shift. Um, it's five 30 and labor is 35%. Maybe we should send a deal. You know, now you can do that, obviously, and it'll work. It's just that you're not being proactive when it comes to um, your marketing, right? So, again, you need to leverage systems. You can leverage automation and batch things. There's a lot of softwares out there that are affordable. When you consider um, that you can pay uh, a website like $10 a month and plan out your social media for the whole quarter, you know, is that worth $10 a month? I mean, to me... Um, it is. So I don't know to you, but I love leveraging systems. I love to use automation and software so we can set it and forget it, especially money generating activities. Rely on systems versus relying on people. Now, if you're more interested in that, know that I have a free training, like a masterclass webinar uh, that where I share with you how we plan out and schedule and automate our one month of promotions, our weekly promotions in less than an hour a month. 
using text message marketing. If you are interested in that, I'm going to have the link down below as well for you. Um, and the principle that I share on that training applies to anything, whether it's email marketing or social media. I literally spend one hour per quarter for our email marketing. I spend one hour a quarter for our text marketing and for our social media because we have systems in place. Again, I share with you a lot of those principles on that free uh, webinar. You can access it in the link down below. So friend, let's be honest. Let's talk about some dough-making thoughts. So one is on a scale of one to 10, how obsessed and committed are you and your leadership team to growing your sales? Right, I know you probably are very obsessed with it. That's why you tune into this show, which I do appreciate very much. Is it that your team equally knows about your obsession and they understand that the reason they have a job is because of the sales, or the reason they want raise, or like for them to get raises or anything like that? It all has to do with sales. That obsession is that your whole team collectively. If you were to rate that obsession on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate it? The next question I have for you is on a scale of one to 10, how is your direct communication with your customers? What are some of the ways that you can gather intel from your customers? And not only that, get your team to get good at this, gather intel and also be sending those weekly deals and promotions via email or text or your social media. How consistent are you communicating with your customers? The next thing is, what have you identified what are some of the money generating activities for your operations? And what are some of the things you can do to systematize and automate them? Choose one thing. Okay, you're like, oh, that's a lot of things. Okay, I understand that. Choose one thing that you can focus on this week that you can simply systematize and delegate out. Create an imperfect, I'm sorry, create an imperfect system. I'm not telling you to create a perfect system. In fact, I'm telling you to create an imperfect system. Put it in motion. All systems are imperfect. We continue to perfect them as we go. You know, however many years ago when they send the man on the moon, their operations and their systems, I'm telling you, it was pretty imperfect. I'm sure of it. If you compare it to what we have now, in fact, some articles are out there that tell you that your iPhone is more advanced than the systems they had back in the day. Okay, so create some imperfect systems marketing systems in your business. Let's put it in motion and we continue to revisit and improve upon them. So I'd like you to think about some of these things. What's going to be that one thing that you can do to make sure that you make some dough around here and increase your sales consistently week in and week out. So you have the best year when it comes to your sales in 2020. Now let's do some housekeeping. One, as I mentioned in episode number 69, I shared with you a free 2020 restaurant marketing planner. I also am giving you a free planner print. You can go in and download the PDF and print it and follow that show to fill out the planner. And again, apply it and make some dough. So check that episode. I have the link down below. I will also have the link for the webinar, the free training that I mentioned about how to spend one hour and plan and automate your whole promotions for the whole month. Now, last but not least, I have a a huge favor to ask you. Now, if you found this show at all helpful, I want to ask you if you could spend two minutes and leave us a review for the show. Now, this will help this podcast a lot just because it'll allow it to get in front of more fellow restaurant owners who can also benefit And it would mean the world to me if you would please make the time to do that.
If you're wondering how, it is very, very simple. If you're on iTunes, you simply go to the iTunes search. You search for Making Dough Show. Now, I know you've probably subscribed to the show and you're trying to look for it that way. It doesn't work that way for whatever reason. You do need to go to search, please, and put Making Dough Show. And once you found the show there, you scroll all the way down and there's going to be a section where you can rate and uh, leave the review. Know that I value your time tremendously and I appreciate it very, very much. Now, let's get back to work and make some dough.